Welcome to the Movies on the Brain podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brian C. Wood. And with me tonight is my good friend and co-host as always, Chad Metz. Welcome to another weird, wild, and wacky week in the world of all the drama and movie news. It's Chad, dudes, dudes in people's basements that don't get out very much and only <laughs> and only see like three people and that doesn't include the uh, dead people that they see. Um, they have a ha- habit of, of fomenting in a place called Reddit and they have a habit of manifesting what they want. And this week, the internet was set ablaze by a supposed leak of the big stuff that Marvel is bringing to its Comic-Con 2022 panel. Um, their debut sent first uh, Marvel Studios panel's first visit back since 2019. Uh, let's start with talking about the origins of where such a list comes from uh, and who who we think or what kind of a person we think would have put the list together. Well, what you, like you said, this... Reddit is a place where, where, you know, like-minded people can gather and, you know, it could be used for good. It could be used for evil, but more than likely it's used for idiocy. And uh, this list that you're talking from, I'm talking about came from Reddit. And the thing with the thing with these lists is and, and why it can shut the Internet down is because it whoever puts it up, puts it up, you know, within a reasonable time frame. Of a big event, so San Diego Comic Con is coming up. Everybody knows it, so it's very disappointing that is not in your repertoire, sir. Because the world, uh, (laughs) the world needs that. I am not that technically savvy. I wish I could have done that stuff. Um, I, if I have a lot more notice, I can get somebody to do it. But we didn't have that much time. But uh, yeah, they. Everybody knows Comic Con is coming up. Everybody can figure that we might start hearing things about what this studio might be doing and this studio might be doing. And when it comes to Comic-Con, everybody wants to know what Marvel's doing. So that makes dropping a list of what Marvel's going to do, a rumor list, really enticing right now because it's... A potential projects list, yes. Yeah, it's it's very, it's plausible. Like, it's plausible that this would happen now. And then when you read the list, a lot of it is very plausible. And some of it's probably going to happen because it's just common sense stuff. And that's what make a that's what really makes a list like this, like really, really enticing. But almost always there's always like one thing that's like they they couldn't help themselves. They had to go this one thing too far. And that's what if you're really paying attention, that makes that lets you know that. The list ain't really worth much of anything outside of people in the industry. Like uh, I know Frosty for sure was like, yeah, we might get leaks from Marvel like next week, the week of Comic-Con. But this far out, it, it smells funny to me. And it just there's one particular thing on this list that just reeks of it's too far. It's too far. So the list is <laughs> OK. We're sports guys. 
what makes Sports Talk Radio go at this point in time in the year as we get ready for talking season that officially begins for the Southeastern Conference tomorrow? What do they enjoy the most during summer? It's a list. Of course, because a list generates like controversy and it generates like wonder and amazement. Um, and they're and they're easy and they're easy to debate. They're easy to debate, they're easy conversation starters. What is the what in in a rumor list like this? What is the number one thing that you need? You need plausibility. Yep. And there are certain elements of this list that I'm as you said, I'm fairly certain we are getting because they're common freaking sense. It doesn't take a long mathematical leap of faith to think that we're going to get official uh, Wakanda Forever stuff at Comic-Con. That just doesn't take a whole lot of like brain power to come up with. It's very, very plausible because the movie debuts in, you know, what, six months, five months, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah. And it's a November release, July is earlier than you started the, the uh, right about the same time you started the marketing cycle for Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. The Dr. Strange had his first trailer drop in December attached to no way home. And it was a May release. This is different than the truncated publicity campaign for Thor love and thunder, where they didn't really start promoting that movie until uh, late May. And they started the film was coming out the first week in July. Um, so this is a much more standard, normal um, uh, publicity cycle start. And also, we've already gotten leaks of Na- no, uh, is it Nomar? How do you pronounce it? Namor. Namor. Um, they Namor the Submariner. We've already gotten concept art leaks of that, and we've gotten very uh, detailed. Uh, leaks regarding Wakanda versus Atlantis. So that stuff just seems plausible. And in a document like this, what you're looking for is the plausible to make you buy in to its credibility as an actually credible document so that when it does the crazy, insane stuff, you just think, oh, well, yeah, that could be possible. And even then, it's taking like a step up in logical... Uh, in lo- in the logical progression, it's not until it makes that four part leap <laughs> that it you you start to really question the authenticity of the document. And for me, the questioning began with the fact that me and you, I, I, I know you got the book. I don't know if you finished reading the history of Marvel Studios book that I did not get an opportunity to write, but other people did. In that in that particular book, she they go out of the way to say, and I quote. Like, because they tell stories, right? They tell stories of the first Comic-Con where uh, Downey walks through the crowd with his phaser to the to the Metallica music and everybody's losing their minds. And they, they talk about the time when Tom Hiddleston is um, Tom Hiddleston is is comes out in his full regalia. And in the quote that is in the book says they don't go unless they've got. The big stuff, unless they've got the goods, is the way I think that the actual quote, they don't go to Comic-Con unless they have the goods. We know they're going to bring the goods. The, the thing everybody wants to know is what the goods are, and I don't think this is the complete list or anything close to what we're actually going to get in terms of the full scope. Right, right. And also, like, to be honest, Chad, I'm with, I'm with 
you know, Frosty over on Collider where like this is this list was leaked last Wednesday. That's a full 14 day, 10 to 14 days ahead of the panel. Like Marvel was so freaking secretive with some of their Comic-Con stuff that like Robert Downey Jr. was hiding in a bathroom in San Diego <laughs> at the San Diego Convention Center having people put his uh, uh Iron Man gauntlet on, you know, after having flown there in the dead of night. <laughs> like this is not these aren't people who like write things down on paper and and leak them out a week in advance or two weeks in advance. They just don't do that stuff. Yeah, I mean Let's not forget, we're still dealing with Marvel and Marvel outside of them having like days when they shoot movies out in the open, which is few and far between. Not much stuff gets out of there unless they want it to. Or there's also a very fun story in the book of one of the producers on the who's now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Parliament, who her his wife who was pregnant at the time started giving birth during the production of Iron Man 3 and so they they rush her to the hospital and she gives birth and then he looks out the window and he sees a film crew getting ready to set up and he forgot that the hospital that they brought them to to deliver the baby <laughs> was the one that they were using for Tony Stark to walk out and do his uh, his this is where I live monologue from Iron Man 3 so it's also a cute story but yeah, but yeah they Secrecy is their thing. So it just doesn't it none of it it gives you just enough plausible stuff and I'm looking at it right now and like um we can go through the list, but one that really stands out to me is it says secret invasion and it says they won't have anyone in attendance, uh, but they'll reveal the main cast. That is such a minute thing, it's like it's also an oxymoron. Well, no, well, I think that when they say they'll reveal the cast, it'll be like, you know, the pictures and stuff. But normally when you get a list like this, it's everything is all big, big, big. They wouldn't put anything like they're going to announce something, but they're not going to have anything with it. And them and them throwing this secret invasion thing in there is like whoever did this paid attention and knew to throw something in there that normally anybody that's looking at this is going to say it's small. But to me, I read it that it's small. So that really you're really going for the plausibility of it because they do have things like that in the panel. It's not all big, 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 big driving the whole time. But then there's then they get to like there's two things that really just like blow it up for me. And if we go through the whole thing, I'll point them out. Yeah. And and my thing with that is if you go back and you look at the structure of that 2019 uh, epic phase four slate reveal, and even if you go back to that wonderful day at the El Capitan Theater um, where they invite all the press on a random Tuesday and drop the whole Phase 3 slate um, a couple of weeks after uh, DC had dropped their slate on an investor call, um, like, <laughs> you know, these they don't just, here's an announcement of a thing that we're doing, but I can't tell you or bring anybody else to talk about it. No, like, every single project, even down to what if... That they brought out in, in, in July of 2019, they had someone there to talk about it. Like, even if it was a five or ten minute panel with, you know, one or two questions, there were still people there to talk about certain things. So, uh, it didn't, 
jive for me that they would just randomly be like, oh, no, we're not bringing Olivia Coleman to Comic-Con or no, we're not bringing uh, Sam Jackson back to Comic-Con. We're not bringing Ben, uh, Sir Ben King, not Sir Ben Kingsley. Um, um, who Who is it, Sir uh, Ben uh, Tolos? Uh, Tal- yeah, Talos from the the scroll. Yeah, Tolos. I mean, we're not we're not bringing uh, bring that guy, um, you know, in uh, to Comic Con. It's like, of course, there are people you could bring. Of course, there are people you could bring to talk to about that show. There's no way Marvel's going to leave big bold names like Olivia freaking Coleman, who's up for an Oscar every two minutes, you know, without lauding her as being in the show. Like this, there's not going to happen. So that that kind of threw it off for me, too. Yeah. So let's start at the top of this list. The document is uh, does not have a title, but it begins at the very top with Ryan Reynolds. So walk us through the listing for Deadpool. All right. So it lists off Deadpool and it says Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds will be in attendance to announce the next Deadpool movie, which is entitled Deadpool 3. Director Sean Levy will, will send in a video. Again, it's everything you just said. There, there's somebody there. He's, in, he's only announcing. They don't have a lot to show you, but they bring out the star. And then they name the director, which we've already gotten. And they're saying he won't be there, but he'll send in a video. So all of this... All of how that works feels like something that could happen at at the panel, and doesn't and and it uh, the small detail there being that they and I quote um, it won't be entitled which won't isn't titled Deadpool three that they yes. would give you some kind of actual title card that has a subtitle and it is not just Deadpool three which would break with the tradition of that particular trilogy that uh, franchise but at the same time would be uh, much in keeping with the Marvel um, uh, the Marvel way right and that brings us to the next uh, the next entry on the list Black Panther and that one says uh, Ryan Coogler, Denai Guerrero uh, Ten- Tenok Herta and Dominique Thorne will be present and bring their first trailer for Black Panther Wakanda. Black, Black Panther Wakanda forever. So, again, you got your director. Um, is it even, even, is it subtitled like that? I um, thought it was just listed as Wakanda forever, not Black Panther colon Wakanda forever. It originally, when they originally announced the name, that's what it was, Black Panther Wakanda forever. Ever since, uh, Ever since Chadwick has passed, they only refer to it as Wakanda forever. I don't know if that's just their shorthand for it or if they've dropped the Black Panther part, considering. I don't that. I think that I, I think that that poster that's on the giant standee says just says Wakanda forever. I don't I don't think the Black Panther colon is on there, which again, yeah, which, they, which again would hint toward the authenticity of the document. Yeah, the um, I haven't heard anybody refer to it as Black Panther Wakanda forever in a while, at least a year. So, um, yeah, it could just be shorthand and it could still be Black Panther Wakanda forever or it might just be Wakanda forever. I don't know. We'll find out Saturday, I guess. But 
again, all the trappings of what this would uh, uh, this would really happen at the panel, particularly adding in that they're going to have the first trailer there or for this one. All of this makes sense. This cast list is correct. Uh, mm-hmm. All these people are in the movie. Yep. Uh, the fact we talked earlier, the marketing, the marketing materials and the marketing campaign is is set to start about this time. It, it so that's reasonable. Um, it's the the first trailer dropping makes sense because you haven't gotten any footage at all. Um, although the the movie has had some production issues as we've covered on this podcast before, um, it. It's just the most plausible thing, and I think it's the most expected thing uh, that we're getting next Saturday. So it makes yeah, sense. Of, yeah, of everything listed, this is like the most surefire thing. So its inclusion is cool. Um, I just we can skip the next one because I already mentioned it was Secret Invasion and the, go the to o- the only other thing I would say here with Black Panther is I'm interested that uh, our our boy Mister Hobbit. Um, you know, Martin Freeman. Yeah, is not uh, is not listed here. It would seem to me that, that would be a a usual inclusion, especially considering he's been very talkative over this period of time about what it was like to not have Chaswick on set. Well, when okay, when they did Black Panther the first time at Comic Con, they brought everybody there. This time. It, it stands to reason they wouldn't want to bring everybody one because of the whole Chadwick thing. Two, we are still dealing with with COVID, and uh, and California has uh, their risk of COVID has increased over the past few days. Where you know everybody's is, risk of COVID has increased. Yeah, like we're exactly. we're right back on another spike, but no one's talking about it. Exactly, uh, but California is, and they've already raised their level, and people are aware of that. So. It makes sense to not bring as many people. Uh, so, well, we know I, one particular person I, who probably won't be in attendance. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, notice she's not on this list. Um, which that's another thing. Not seeing um, Le- uh, Letitia Wright's name on this list. Like, if I thought this was real, it wouldn't have raised any flags because she's missed. She's missed a lot of time even though she's presumably the star of this movie, but her not being on this panel would not surprise me. Especially given the COVID of it all. Um, The secret invasion uh, entry. No one will be in attendance for secret invasion, but they will reveal the main cast and share some footage. Again, how are you going to share footage and not have anybody there to talk about the footage? I mean, again, let me reiterate. Shuang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings... Homeboy was cast on a Tuesday and flown to San Diego on a Saturday. And the director was there to introduce the star and and talk about his cast and show a title card. They don't just like, okay, well, we're doing a secret invasion television series for Disney Plus. Here's the character. Here are the actors. Here are the characters. And that's all, folks. On to the next project. That's just not how Marvel operates. Somebody would have been in attendance. Yeah, it's, but it's with the title, um, being with secret invasion and looking at the rest of the list, it was just the perfect one to be like, we can make this one small. We can make this one appear small and 
people aren't going to really pay attention to because they don't expect much from it at this Comic-Con anyway. Right. Um, and honestly, I don't expect a ton. If I were them anyway, I would not expect a ton of the Disney Plus stuff. I would put the emphasis solely on my theatrical releases, solely on the theatrical part of what's left of Phase 4 and or Phase 5. And I'm... Um, I would put the emphasis on the Disney on the Disney Plus stuff at D23, which is quote unquote preaching to the choir. But it's like, here's a reason to continue to hang on to your Disney Plus subscription. And here's a reason for Reddit to continue to hate you because you <laughs> flood the marketplace with content. <sighs> boy, boy, boy. I guess I won't even go down that road just yet. But uh, there's only two Disney Plus things on this. It would be this one and the very last thing. Well, no, three. No, no. Yeah, no, three. Three. The last two are Disney+. Plus. Uh, the next one, again, plausible, is Blade. You want to take it to me? You can go ahead, sir. Because that was All the right, big reveal so, of the last Comic-Con. Uh, yes. Uh, so it says Blade, and it lists Mahershala Ali, Kit Harrington, Aaron Pierre, Milan Ray, and Bassam Tariq will be in attendance for some news. One big piece of news is that Anthony Starr will play Dracula. For those that don't know, Anthony Starr is Homelander in The Boys. And this is where things begin to fall apart. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, in, in, in the initial part of this, Chad, walk me through the Blade lure. I know that Blade is heavily tied to vampires, and mm-hmm. I know that it, he's heavily tied to Daywalk, being called the Daywalker and all of that. How plausible is it, given that we're at this particular point in time in Marvel history, they would use Dracula for a Blade movie? I would say that it's not plausible because it's freaking Dracula. However, Blade is tied in the comics. He's fought Dracula. Let us not forget in Blade Trinity... He fought Dracula. So it's not without the realm of possibility for this particular character. However, I don't think you start off with Dracula for Blade. That's where I think their, their, their problem is. But, it, like, again, we're talking about plausibility. This is plausible. Blade has fought Dracula. If you want to get Anthony, if you wanted to get Anthony Starr and say he's going to be Dracula, this is all plausible. I just don't think this is a way that they'll introduce Blade, particularly if they're bringing in other characters like uh, Kit Harrington, who is the Black Knight. And then they don't even list um, Delroy Lindo. He was the second person announced to be joining this cast. They don't even list him because it's been so long since he was announced. People have forgotten that he's supposed to be in this movie. Well, that's what happens when you don't get you're not allowed to be an Oscar winner. That is still some BS. Uh, he was excellent in that movie and should be uh, Academy nominated uh, Delroy Lindo at the very least. Uh, I agree. But like the other part of that, too, is it's, again, perfectly logical. You would get Blade information at this Comic-Con. We are three years removed from the original walk on stage with my own hat announcement of Marciana Ali as Blade. And we know that the thing is either started filming or will start filming this year. So we got we we have plenty of information that the the cast list everything is is kind of makes sense that we would get a blade panel 
quote unquote, at this at this convention. The other thing, but the thing that drags the credibility on this down is the particular individual for whom whom they have cast as Dracula. Homeboy has a TV show of his own that's extremely popular that Amazon's trying to push out more of as soon as possible. And he's not just like a supporting player who's only in the show for like two minutes an episode. Dude's a major player. So it would kind of be difficult shooting wise, scheduling wise for all that stuff to get worked out. Yeah, because with with them announcing it at this Comic-Con, you would imagine that they're going to shoot the movie sometime between now and next Comic-Con. And the boy season four, they start shooting. I think they they may have already started or they're going to start in like the next month or two. And I don't know how long those shoots are, but I would imagine they're probably like five or six months long. So I think the, the tentative shooting schedule I saw for that was like September to September to November, uh, or not September to November, September to February, and that that would right about run the same course as what a Blade shoot would be. So it would be yeah. almost impossible for this to be a legitimate casting. Yeah. Which, if the legitimate casting falls apart, then... The logic, you know, the old the old uh, law about logic applies. The, you know, if one part of the statement is false, the whole thing is false. Right. So let's move on to the next thing on this supposed list of Marvel announcements for Comic Con. That would be the Marvels. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even say Brie Larson. It just says Brie. <laughs> Brie, I, I'm in in Tamana. No last names, Tiana. by the way. Yeah. yeah, no last names. No last names. We'll be there when they show their footage. Uh, Zawa Ashton will not be present due to her pregnancy. Ooh. Anson uh, Anansen Mont will reprise his role as Black Bolt. Jody Turner-Smith will join as Medusa in the post-credits of the movie, setting up Universal and Humans as a big comic arc going forward. Your thoughts, sir, on this information? Whoever read, whoever wrote this, they must have released it early, either late Tuesday, early Wednesday, Wednesday morning, and then immediately kicked themselves because they clearly did not watch the end of Captain Marvel that blows away all this inhuman stuff. Everything about the inhumans gone, no longer qualifies for Miss Marvel, and that's that's the tie that this thing is reaching on with Anson Mount and. Uh, having Medusa and all the human stuff. So you're blowing out half of like half of the things he said, this thing says out the window. And that was done by the Disney show on Wednesday. So this at first blush, you, you again could have been plausible, but once Miss Marvel uh, episode six came out, blew this whole thing out the water. They use the M word and, uh, they they use the M word and uh, the designers or the uh, producers or in the showrunners have not been pointing in the direction of Inhumans. So, no, no. And uh, just quick background for, for those that don't know about Marvel. Um, Inhumans and mutants have always been around um, when Fox was really in control of the movies. Marvel, the comics company, decided to um, depress the value of mutants in the comics, and they went away from using them. 
And when they did, they started to emphasize inhumans. And that is why Kamala Khan wasn't inhuman because she was created. Then they had control of inhumans if they wanted. So any new character they made, they weren't going to make them a mutant. So they made them inhumans so they can use them so they can have them going forward. That's the entire reason why Kamala Khan was an inhuman. Now, since they have the Marvel, the, the Fox catalog back, and now they want to introduce mutants and re-legitimize <laughs> them, so to speak. They're taking, more, they're taking their most famous you said recent new inhuman and you make it, it into it. mutant. You said new mutants. <sighs> I'm going to ignore that, and I advise y'all to as well. I did not mean no that new mutant. I whatever. Anyway, so Kamala Khan at this point represents like the corporate interests of the company in two different phases. Years ago, Inhumans were their way to make new characters and keep them so they can use them in their films and whatever else going forward. Because anything that was created as a mutant automatically went to Fox. Now, since they've gotten it back and they want to push mutants again because they're going to start making X-Men movies eventually. They've used her to start the transition to mutants. So inhumans are back on the back burner. That That's where we're at right now. You forgot a small detail there where um, there was the inhumans television pilot series that existed and also played in IMAX theaters for a hot minute because when Marvel announced their phase three slate and humans was a part of it. And and then the split happened. And Mr. Perlmutter was made to go away. And Mr. Perlmutter, Perlmutter took his beloved Inhumans project and with him over to TV. And thus created the Black Bolt that you saw in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was from that Inhumans TV show. The human Inhumans TV show was a ratings disaster for abc and it was a box office disaster in terms of revenue so people have been very very quick to forget everything about that iteration of the inhumans and while i do know some fans have been hopeful that the inhumans would be reinvented the way that say you know the the jessica jones or the the luke cage or or the daredevil could potentially be reinvigorated um it just doesn't look like they're going to go down that route, especially given dropping the M word on uh, on Thursday, on Wednesday with the uh, Miss Marvel show. Yeah, it's just uh, unfortunate timing for everything inhuman except for Black Bolt and Doctor Strange. But then again, we saw how that turned out. So yeah, yeah. But that, but again, it's good for them to at least acknowledge the thing existed, and that that's what I'm happy about because that guy got his got his two minutes of fame. Which, you know, is, is a good thing for people who are fans of the Inhumans. Oh. Yeah. All right, so the next thing on this list is probably the biggest thing that kind of pops everything in terms of uh, the viability of this particular list. Go ahead, sir. The floor is yours. So the next item on this list is listed as World War Oak. Um was originally going to be a movie. It is now being turned into a four-part Disney Plus series for Disney Plus. So that makes the fourth thing. I, I didn't count this one. And they may give it a small theatrical release. This could possibly be the big Avengers event 
before Secret Wars with many big characters. Okay. okay. You you want to take the first crack at this? Because I, I feel like that you could go sentence by sentence in this thing and rebut why all this is wrong. Well, I'll give this big this big sweeping thing first, and then we can go sentence by sentence. So we had this little movie called Thor Ragnarok. In it, they adapted parts of World War Hulk. That was the whole that that was the whole part of Hulk story in that is that it it takes parts of World War Hulk, thereby taking a World War Hulk movie off the table because they've already done some of it. Also, Hulk is one of those weird properties where we still don't know if Marvel has like complete film rights to make a solo Hulk movie. The last that I heard and the last that anybody heard is that Universal still has right of first refusal in terms of distribute distribution over a solo Hulk movie and that the they would have that Disney and Universal would have to work out a deal similar to the deal that Marvel has with Sony for distribution rights for for that particular character. So that would that would be an hindrance. And that's the last thing I heard. And as far as I can tell, Universal's not stupid and doesn't and likes to make money. So they would definitely not just give those rights to Marvel. There would have to be a deal. But that's where they're kind of smart, where they say it's a Disney Plus series, because I think they can get away with it there. But we've already, but forget all of that. We've already done World War Hulk. Like it or love it. Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> part of that is World War Hulk. They're not going to do that thing again. Not that way. Okay, so the it was originally supposed to be a movie. I could buy that there at one point in time. Marvel was thinking about doing a full-fledged World War Hulk movie. Although, again, if you read the book, the book's very specific about the giant-ass headache that was making that movie and all the creative tensions that went on that set between Edward Norton and Marvel and between Louis L'Amour and and Universal, and it was just a big mess. So I could believe that it was originally going to be a movie. It is now being turned into a four-part Disney uh, Plus uh, series. With that may have a small theatrical release. Okay, couple of problems here. First of all, they uh, the four parts. Um, this is not uh, an alto an alto based soprano uh, type of situation. When you do big event like that series like this, the standard for them have been six to eight episodes. Um, and so, why you would cut this all the way down to four? And what the length of those episodes would have to be in order to satisfactorily uh, complete some kind of narrative storytelling, um, it just couldn't be done in four parts. Okay, so I don't believe that it would, would have been a four-part Disney Plus series. I think it would have been a six- to eight-part Disney Plus series. The other part of that sentence, they may have a small theatrical release. Disney has gone given none of its uh, Disney Plus series theatrical releases except for a couple of Obi-Wan episodes that screened in a movie theater in Canada. And that was, like, not a bunch of theaters. So there isn't well, really... Well, they did it uh, They did it for Miss Marvel, and I believe they did it in Pakistan. But to your point, it's only been these one-off kind of things in other countries. Right, it's, it, and that makes sense for them to screen the, screen the, sh- the show in Pakistan, considering all the Pakistani representation in the show 
Um, and same way with like the 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 couple of episodes of Obi Wan definitely lended themselves to the big screen, and you could screen those and, and get a good good reaction. But I it, to have it do an Inhumans thing, which is essentially what you're saying here, is that it'll essentially do an Inhumans thing where every you'll you'll you release the full, the whole four parts at once, which hasn't happened. They're they're not doing the binge model, um, and then that all four of those parts would be available on at the same time on the same day, and that they would then be at your local movie theater where you can go buy a ticket, or you could sit at home and watch it. I don't think Disney's very much in the marketplace of day and date right now. I think they're trying to push as much stuff theatrical as they could. So why would you 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 would want to give it an exclusive theatrical release window before at least a week before you put it on Disney Plus? So just marketing wise, there's a problem there. Then the uh, the next sentence: This could possibly be the big event, Avengers event. Before Secret Wars, with many big characters showing up. Chad, we, uh, we're going to be crawling our way toward a Secret Wars Avengers movie that the Russos are, are kind of crowing about. We going to really, like, have the huge crossover event movie not be like a Spider-Man movie or a Doctor Strange movie. It's going to be a Hulk TV series that doesn't seem to line up with, like, the tone, tenor, or balance of... She-Hulk attorney at law at all or with, you know, Bruce Banner's last appearance in the MCU, which is in a post credit sting for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. <laughs> like we, we're going to just have all these major players showing up on Disney Plus show. Um, I mean, if you were to believe this, but that makes absolutely no sense. Um, I don't know how Marvel budget budgets working, but I'm pretty sure they set aside a budget for TV shows, a budget for films. I mean, yeah, that's, and, that's been kind of the criticism of, uh, especially in the Star Wars, on the Star Wars side of things, that's been a huge criticism of things because, you know, there are times in Obi-Wan where you can tell that they're they're using parlor tricks because they don't have the budget to pull off the things they would if they were a $200 million theatrical film. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Marvel's going to have similar or probably not as big of issues with that. But most of their budget's going to be, you know, to their effects and whatnot. What this thing is talking about, that that balloons the budget of the show because oh, you've got to pay that whole cast. And the more of these casts make these Marvel movies, the more their their prices go up. So you're not going to just stick them willy nilly in a TV show. You're going to you save them for what the money's worth the big screen. So. Anything that's going to be Avengers-like, the way this thing is talking about it, not not like cameos, but it seems like influential characters, you're not going to put them in the show. You're going to put them on the big screen. Yeah, and you're going to do it up, and you're going to do it right, because you want the most eyeballs on it as possible if it's going to indeed lead to a Secret Wars. Right. You want as much of the mainstream audience to get to it as possible, and you can't really do that on Disney Plus, even with the 200 million subscribers. Correct. Correct. And again, the four parts just doesn't make sense. The theatrical model doesn't make sense. Uh, so it's it's just just an interesting list. I thought it just there's no real way I can see that being a thing that happens next Saturday. Oh, I can tell you there is. Um... I won't even say next to no chance. There is 
Zero. Absolutely. You want to you want to borrow a phrase from a dude? Go for it. There is no chance in hell that a World War Hulk movie gets announced on Saturday night in Hall H. Nah, I feel kind of icky from borrowing a phrase from that dude. All right, so let's move on. The most casual listing on here. Go for it, Chad. <laughs> uh, again, this one's a no-brainer, too. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the majority of the cast will be in attendance, and they will show some footage. Uh, again, that is like a no-brainer. Guardians is going to show up because Guardians comes out next May, as well as the Christmas special comes out in December. Of course, the Guardians is going to show up. Of course, they're going to show us something. That's like, duh. I mean, James Gunn is... James Gunn's pretty much all but said that, and the Guardians have a fundamental history at Comic-Con, having yep. had their first announcement at a Comic-Con, having the first footage, which was the uh, the jailbreak uh, scene from the original, be the first thing yeah, that, they, was, that was shown. And they'd only been shooting for like two weeks when they showed up with that. Right. And then um, they showed the opening credit sequence for for Volume 2 when they went that time. They also announced a uh, release date for Volume 2 at a Comic-Con before in a video with Pratt & Gunn. So, like, they, their whole history is tied to big announcements at Comic-Con. And considering, again, you're talking about a movie that's that's 2023, that's May of 23, with the Christmas special coming up in November of 22, it makes all the sense in the world that you would put, put Guardians on that stage with cast and crew and footage. Right. As well as the next one. All right. And that next one. Ant-Man, uh, it, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We, giant big black letter M, <laughs> uh, we, W, we will see some footage with actors. Rudd, no Paul, just Rudd. Um, Lily, no, you know, no Evangeline Lily, just Lily. Um, and Newton, present. Jonathan Wait, Majors Newton? Jonathan Majors who? will send in a video as Kang. Who is Newton? I have no idea. Because I, I did read that. I'm like, who the hell is that? Because the top build actors are Paul, or as this thing says, Rudd, um, Evangeline Lilly, and um, Michael Douglas. Those are your top build. The next one I can think of is... Um, Catwoman. Michelle uh, oh Pfeiffer. Yeah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, then there is, uh, damn, I can't remember his real name. I know it, but uh, Luis and uh, Michael Pena. Dave, who? Michael Pena. Michael Pena. There it is. Michael Pena uh, and David Dashbolton as the other one of the other three. There is no Ti in this movie. I've listed the five the five returning characters, and we have Jonathan Majors. I don't know who the hell Newton is. My only guess now is that it's the grown-up version of Cassie, but I don't know for sure. That would make sense. That would be that would be the only way I would go with that. But but still, I don't I don't think that her role would be prominent enough um, to throw her in there because they are changing the casting from the girl who was in Endgame. So yes, yes, it's somebody else. But uh, the I do find it interesting that they said. Jonathan Majors is going to send in a video. He's going to be as Kang. Uh, that is a bold choice, Cotton. Well, I mean, 
again, Lo- Hiddleston showed up to a Comic Con dressed as Loki, but like, but we knew, but we already, but we knew had Loki already gotten his Loki, and we already knew what Loki looked like and sounded like, and it was coming off the heels of Avengers, and it was a huge deal. We we have only seen Jonathan Majors as He Who Remains. We have yes, not seen not him. As Kang. We have not seen him as Kang, and we don't know the exact plot details or timeline placement of Quantumania. All we've heard is the Quantum Realm and all the things that we know from Endgame. So, um, you know, we know it makes time travel possible, but does it also make interdimensional travel possible? And if so, then, you know, why do we need America Chavez? But, I mean, it's... I think you would get Jonathan Majors on the panel, but I think it would be as Jonathan Majors, not as Kang. Yeah, I think that would be the smart thing because we don't know. There's so many different ways you can go with Kang. Uh, like, he could be fully formed Kang. This could be Kang's origin story because Kang is from a, a time and becomes Kang. So he could start off well, as... Well, he already got the origin story. He told it to you at the end of Loki. Yeah, but, well, we could, actually, we could actually see it. We can actually see Nathaniel Richards become Kang in this movie some kind of way. We don't know. There's so many ways they can go. So it is to not show your hand for the movie is just safer to show Jonathan Majors, unless you're showing a, a trailer. But even then, that version we're going to get in this movie won't resonate with him coming out in full regalia for fans. Like, if this were next year, if Quantum Mania was coming out, um, like, at, well... It comes no, out in February, it, you, right? So... Yeah, it comes out in February. Then, then you would already have established whether or not his character was popular or liked, whatever. You could do it. Yeah, and if he's showing up in the movie that comes out after that, that'll be coming in the next late. Then he could do it. But as of right now, no, nah, I wouldn't touch that. Yeah, it just that that reads as kind of just off-putting and different. As does you know the randomness of first names being used and no last names being used and big bold type for an extra letter and things that just don't present themselves as a professional document put together by the head of publicity for a movie studio. Yeah, no. Uh, so, um, we have, uh, wonder man is next. Take it away, Jed. (laughs) Um, wonder man. Uh, this is the listing says will be announced with Henry Golding as Simon Williams. And interesting details that Evan Peters is returning as Ralph Boner, but may have a new name, will likely be a side character in the show. Okay. So we know so, that a Wonder Man thing has been te- been rumored for a while. Yes. Well, I, well, they it's been in the last month that they that somebody said a Wonder Man show is happening. Um, I don't remember who said it, but I know it's been within the last month. And that's why this is even a thing on this. So who exactly, why exactly would you put Ralph Boner, a.k.a. Evan Peters, in something after what happened with WandaVision? So I'm glad you asked. The The only reason that you would do that is because Wonder Man, Simon Williams himself, is an actor. Uh, before this was before the show thing was a, a, even a thing, uh, James Gunn had wanted to include Wonder Man in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He, uh, Nathan Fillion was on a poster for a movie. 
Exactly. He was Nathan Fillion was um, Simon Williams playing Tony Stark in a movie about Tony Stark. That was going to be the Easter egg. So Simon is an actor watching WandaVision. You know that Ralph Boner, the reason we saw his picture and know his name is he had a headshot because he is an actor. So I think the joke on this one is you stick Ralph Boner in here because he is an actor working with, with Simon. That, that's the whole key to that. And what kind of, uh, what kind of a hero in history does Wonder Man have? So Wonder Man as a hero, like I have, I've had some books, Wonder Man, he's largely associated with the Avengers. Actually, Wonder Man's biggest claim to fame is in the comics. Uh, when, when Ultron, yes, when Ultron created, no, when, when, when Hank Pym, he's the one that created Ultron and created Vision. When Hank created Vision, the he used he had to base his Vision's brainwaves on an actual person. The person that he used was Simon Williams. So that's his biggest claim to fame is that Vision's brainwaves are 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 Simon's brainwaves, and that explain like there are stories where Wanda is involved with Simon and you can kind of see why that is. But overall, um, I don't really remember what his powers are. When I started reading it, they changed him to where he was like, he can turn on and be like, the best way I can describe it is like his body would be like a crackling power, kind of like how the static on the TV used to look, except it was like purple. Um, and he could shoot things and all that kind of stuff. But, he, you know, he was just Avengers dude. Uh, I know that other people know more about Simon than I do, but that's all I got. So, what is your probability that we get this particular version of a Wonder Man project next uh, on Saturday? On Saturday, um, I'm going to say this is like a five percent. Uh, I do like the casting of Henry Golding as Simon Williams. That would that would fit into Marvel's casting history. But it's a Disney Plus show, so I just don't think we get a bunch of those at Comic-Con. All right. So what is the last thing on the list, Chad? The last thing um, is another one that we kind of got wind of in the last couple of weeks. It is Daredevil, Man Without Fear. And it says, will be announced with Charlie Cox starring alongside uh, Eliza Gonzalez as Electra. That's all it says. Your thoughts, sir. I mean... We know that we are going to see Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio in uh, in the Echo. Excuse me, the yeah. Echo TV series that is filming. Yeah, well that um, that was part of the announcement. Officially announced was that there'll be an Echo. Daredevil and Kingpin will be in Echo, reprised by Charlie Cox and um, Vincent D'Onofrio. So the assumption is that it's going to lead into. Um, Disney, a di- new Disney Plus show of Daredevil. Um, where Electro, where where uh, where Echo would presumably move on to. Yes. So this one, in the context of that, this one makes sense because it's something that we think is coming. Um, it is interesting that they have this thing has the casting for Electra that is not the casting that was in uh, the Electra from Daredevil season two. Uh, your mileage may vary on that. I don't remember her all that well to have an opinion one way or the other. 
Um, but season I think, two is kind of the forgettable one. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's when it kind of gets weird. But you kind of get weird with when you have Electra and you're going to kill her and bring her back for that show. That's weird. But including her in this is like a red flag for me because I, I don't think I don't think they would put her in now and recasting her is a bit, you know, questionable. I'd agree. But I, I do think this is a a is going to happen thing. And just whether or not it gets announced in necessarily, I would highly doubt. Yeah, yeah, I doubt it. Because I think you would the next thing you would probably do is Disney pl- at, at D23 would involve a lot of your Disney Plus stuff and that's where you'll talk about Echo and I think when you talk about Echo you can lead directly into an announcement about Man Without Fear. Yeah. So that that's yeah, what I, makes the most logical sense to me anyway. Me too. That's I think we're going to get that announcement especially since they officially announced the on Cox in Echo. It just makes sense that we'll get it at D23. So this is something that's going to happen, just not here. All right, Chad. So as we talk about things that actually are going to show up and be announced at D23, or at uh, at Comic-Con San Diego 2022, um, Mm -hmm. talk to me in these terms. What is your lock to be announced? What are your locks to be announced? What are your maybes to be announced? And what are your long shot, your one long shot property to be announced at Comic-Con in Hall H? Okay, so we're not talking anything we know for sure, like no Black Panther, no Ant-Man, none of that. That's what I'm saying. That What are, what are your locks? Okay. What are your maybes? And then what is your one like long shot this could happen and blow people away? Okay, so absolute locks are um, Black Panther... Ant-Man and Guardians all showing up, all having some cast member and all having varying forms of footage. I think we get a complete Black Panther trailer. Uh, I think we get footage from Guardians 3, but I think we get like a teaser trailer for the Christmas special and then footage for Guardians 3. Uh, At least a look at Adam Warlock. Ant-Man, I think we'll get some footage and probably our first glimpse at Jonathan, uh, Jonathan majors as Kang. I don't think we get that much because, you know, we got a movie between now and then, um, that next level. I do think we get some movement on blade. Uh, Mahershal will probably come out. Uh, they might announce the full cast. If they're though, if they're shooting this year, I think they'll announce the full cast. We might not see them all, but we'll announce the full cast. We'll know who the villain is, that kind of stuff. Um, after that, I think we get something with Deadpool just because it's, it's a sure enough property and they want to let people know that it still is really happening. And then I'm, I'm kind of this next one. I'm kind of, torn on because it could be a long shot but I'm going to put it I'm going to put it here and the whole reason I'm putting this here and not as my long shot is because of what happened on Wednesday with Miss Marvel then we get then we get some traction on Fantastic Four uh, we get a director and maybe the cast I think that's what we get and uh, that's you know my semi lock 
Now, my long shot, um, because of Miss Marvel, I think we get something with mutants. You can't you can't drop Miss Marvel two weeks before Comic Con. Come to Comic Con and say nothing about mutants. There, even though I think an X Men movie is like two years away, I think they're going to. The long shot is they're going to like announce an official X Men movie and give you a date. It's going to be like two, three years away, but they'll give it to you. That, that that's my long shot. All right. So here's what I'm going to say. My lots: Black Panther. Uh, Wakanda, the Wakanda Forever movie. The uh, that'll have the trailer and the panel with Cougar talking about things, and that'll have members of the cast. They might even talk about the uh, Okoye uh, Disney Plus series that uh, about the about the Diamorge that is supposed to happen at some point. Um, I think that you'll get that. You'll get I am group footage. You'll get. Um, Christmas special footage, and you'll get Guardians three footage. You'll get Gun talking. You'll get the cast on set on on uh, at the panel, and it'll be they'll, they'll talk about things. Um, I think you will get uh, footage and a panel about Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. I think that you will get a panel and footage and discussion about. Miss Marvel. I think you will get all three of the Marvels together and I think that they will all be on the same stage talking. I don't think you'll get any footage, but I think you'll get an official uh, like this is the direction we're heading with the Marvels. Um, so those along with Blade. Blade I would put into my lock category as well because again it was the last thing you announced at Comic Con 2019. We know it's filming this year. We know Marciana Ali is hyped to get get this train rolling. So I would I would put that in my locks. Uh, my maybes. My maybes would include a uh, Thor sequel, a Thor five. I know Thor's box office took a sixty percent drop this week. I know that the film isn't as beloved as Ragnarok was, but I think that Hemsworth's willing to do it. I think they're more than happy to keep working with Taika. And we got a very easy pathway to a, another Thor movie with the the ending, the post credit stinger in Love and Thunder. So I think a Thor 5 would be on my maybe list. Um, another project that would be on my maybe list for Comic-Con San Diego 2022 would be the Fantastic Four. I think that me and you have talked enough on this podcast about the idea of a, a Fantastic Four in 2024. Um, that's very feasible, especially if you've settled on a director. Although I will say, I will say, Steven Spielberg is not directing a Fantastic Four movie. And as yeah, wait, a, yeah. wait, and as where a did cinema, that come from? I saw you tweet that. And, and that as a cinema from? fan, under no circumstances would I believe that man is making a movie, and I would not want him to make that movie. So there you have it. Where did that Nerdist. come from? It, it was either Nerdist or... Uh, comic book movie news or somewhere had had a profile piece in which they were talking about it and people have confirmed that marvel did reach out to the spielberg camp about interest in doing something with them again kind of like the al pacino meeting that supposedly happened like 
They reached out to him to engage his interest in something. We don't know that it was Fantastic Four, but you know how these things take on a life of their own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course you ask. You have to do your due diligence. And really, at this point, like, he's it's probably, like, offensive to not ask him, even if you don't expect him to take it. But you give him that privilege because he is Steven Spielberg. But, yeah, he's not doing one of these. I don't want him to do one of these. Go do something else. Like I said, I'd very gladly take a JFK or a uh, a JFK or a uh, uh, Eisenhower biopic from that man before before he leaves this earth, because like there there are a few presidents in history where I think he could tell an amazing story the way that he did with the Post and with the way that he did um, with uh, with Lincoln. You can you can make a very good argument that uh, that all the presidents' men in the Post are a double feature um that make up a watergate movie so um i'd love to see him take on especially with his history of the world war ii taking on the eisenhower story would would be really interesting i think and and could provide for some for some quality entertainment from him because i think the man's going to look for another challenge considering that you know he's already now tackled finally the musical so yeah um but that that fantastic forecast and director would be in my maybes as well um, trying to think of anything else that would probably be in my maybes. Um, yeah, that would pretty much be everything that's in my maybes. My long shot, my big thing that would blow the roof off of uh, San Diego Comic-Con is not mutant-related in the purest sense. I think we get a solo Scarlet Witch movie. Who? <laughs> That is, you know what? No, that is you. This is fitting. That is a fitting choice for you because when it comes to like a million, million, uh, million percent odds, it has your name written all over it. Well, I mean, dude doesn't throw a shoe. I win money. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm not always horribly off the mark, but like, think about it. Like, there's a story there. Agatha Harkness is still existing in this universe. The story, they've already pretty much said that House of of Harkness will be based in the Salem era of her time period, like what we saw in WandaVision. Um, You know, we know that she's still existing in the Westview area. Like, there's a full possibility for an Agatha and Scarlet Witch movie. And it's very clear that she zaps herself away before all that stuff collapses on her. And it's clear Elizabeth Olsen has a fondness for playing the character. And there are enough people out there who are bitchy about the way she was portrayed (laughs) in Multiverse of Madness that would like her to have her her own kind of time to breathe. So, yeah, I, I think it would be a shock to everybody, but I think that it would be something I would be very inner that would that would win them the Comic Con. So those are very sound reasons. The only reason uh, I'll disagree is what you're describing. I think they can, I think they can do better, uh, contend better as another Disney Plus show. I think they can do that, especially because I mean we got to put we we need a place for all these movies. We like we've talked about uh, Black Panther, Ant Man, Guardians. Um, 
the Marvels. Those are the ones we know coming up until July of next year. The problem there, I would think there's going to be another one at some point next year. Um, yeah, neither one of full. us, neither one of us have gotten our IMDb Pro subscriptions. Yeah, um, but then so, so I'll try got to bl- pull that up. I'll try to pull that up. Uh, yeah, and so quickly. I think that so the Blade we talked about, um, Captain America four with uh, Sam Wilson, which they just hired a director, so that's probably shooting within the next year. Uh, I think Sam said that they were starting to shoot this fall. Okay, so the, yeah, so that means that movie is next year or early twenty twenty four at the at the latest. Uh, Fantastic Four movie. Uh, Potentially X Men. So just off of that, that's like okay. So uh, Doctor Strange was uh, was May twenty twenty two. Thor: Love and Thunder was July of twenty two, and uh, Wakanda Forever was November of twenty two. The Marvels is currently set for September of uh, for uh, February of twenty seven. February of twenty three. Okay. And Quantum so Manium is July of twenty three. This is an old okay. list. Yeah, because they those two have swapped. Yeah. Because the same dates are just those two movies are have swapped the Yeah, the, dates. the so Ant Man is the November uh, is the uh, February release and the Marvels is now the July release. Right. Um the other two that they have on the docket are a July twenty uh it ha- or the uh, October 2023 release date, which has been removed. Uh, November 2023 is now is November 3rd. So as of right now, it is um, the Marvels is on July 28th, 2023. Ant-Man and the Wasp is February 17th, 2023. And there is a film for a, sp- a spot for a film November 3rd, 2023. Okay. Wait, what was that last one in November? November 3rd, a, November 2023. And then that one that doesn't have a date? I mean, doesn't have a title? According to this Collider article that I'm on, because the damn IMDb hides everything behind a paywall. <laughs> okay. So that one... See if you can find uh, a more updated list, because that... the. Uh, the publication date on that is October 2021. Oh, yeah, that's real old. Almost a year old. Um, just off of... Let's see. I think that's... I mean, that list is not up to date, but... Let's see. This is CNET, and it has... What was this? Okay, this is from June. So this one has, yeah, it has, okay, so we're, at, we're past Thor. This one has Black Panther, November, Ant-Man, February, Guardians, May, The Marvels, July. And it has Fantastic Four's TBA. It has Untitled Marvel Film, November of 2023, Untitled Marvel Film, February 2024. So just off what we know, I would think if Captain America is starting to shoot in the next couple of months, that one is probably in November. February is probably Blade with Fantastic Four, probably the summer of 2024. 
Yeah, so that we've would... got uh, so we've got Quantum Mania in February, right? Guardians yeah. Guardians in May, yeah. and then the Marvels in July of twenty three. Um, I don't think they would squeeze another movie into twenty twenty three. Do you? In in the November spot, let's see. That's one, two. Shit, that's well. That that would be four. And they said they were moving to four, right? Well, at one point, but then they scaled that back to three because they like the three model better. Remember, they've been doing three since twenty nineteen. Uh, so or since twenty sixteen. Sorry. Yeah. Well, with all the movies they have listed and and the not making a log jam, I do think you'll get that. You probably get that one in November. Get which one in November? Uh, I think it'll still be. I think it'll be Captain America. I think they'll put that in November. See, I think you do Blade in November. Um, I can see that. I can see that. Um, and then Cap in February. Maybe, yeah. E- either one. If it sounds like they're both going to be shooting around the same time, right? So but you Cap do, in Cap in February with Black History Month. That yeah, yeah you can do that. That's a tie. That's Italian. I mean, either one, because they're both black-led movies at this point. But uh, Captain America will make more sense for that. But, uh, and, but yeah. They, and, I, and we also should make clear that uh, things like Spider-Man Freshman Year and X-Men the X-Men 97 reboot um, are going to be handled in Marvel's, uh, Marvel's animation panel, which is on Saturday morning. I'm glad you said that, because I... That makes sense because uh, I was just expecting those things to only be talked about at D23, but I'll be looking out for that because I'm really um, I'm excited for 97 because I think it's going. Where did that show I, leave off? Did that show leave off at Dark <laughs> Phoenix? Um, no, 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 no. They did Dark Phoenix early. So I don't know where that show ended off because I stopped watching it um, because, you know, I am. An animation style, and the animation for that show was killing me. By that, it was a combination of that, and I was old enough to be able to do things on my own on Saturday, so I stopped watching it. So I don't know where it ended up, but I think Disney can correct the animation problem and get like, I mean, it doesn't have to be. They don't have to look like weird animation is fine. I just like consistent animation, so I think they can fix that. Um. And now that you say that, I kind of. Because they said that it's picking to, up right where it left off. So, yeah, uh, it, it seems like cable was part of where it left off. But and that was another thing. I didn't like the whole future stuff. So, um, yeah, but I think that was going to be good just from that animation point. But, you know, it's a Spider-Man show and I would love to have another Spider-Man show that I hold in as high of regard as um, the spectacular Spider-Man. Indeed. All right, Chad, that'll about do it for this week's podcast. If you want to keep up with this podcast, you will soon have a variety of options. Chad, tell the people about the variety of options. Well, as we said last time, we are looking into starting a Patreon, uh, which we were trying to get up sooner than later. Um, also, we, uh, we are going... By the time Comic-Con happens, we're going to have our Twitter account up and running where you can get all of our uh, musings and whatnot, and we will live tweet Comic-Con. So um, I'll give the handle here. It's on the brain pod. 
you know, at Twitter or what whatnot. Um, so yeah, we and they'll have we have an email address so you can like send stuff to us and all that kind of good stuff. We got a couple things going on, so uh, we'll shoot out that Twitter thing before Saturday, and we'll be getting all these things rolling real soon. We look forward to having more ways to engage with our audience and make sure that we uh, are giving our audience what they want and and giving them options and ways to help us uh, further the brilliance of this podcast. So really, really looking forward to getting our stuff rolled out there for Comic-Con. It should be fun. All right. Uh, I am at BCW Tiger Fan. I am at The Mets Theory. Thank you very much. And there will never be enough pepper pots on this podcast for any of us. (laughs) Too bad you can't change it.